Atlanta News First presents the most clicked stories of 2023. Hello, everybody, and welcome. So 2023 was quite the year. There were some great stories, some sad stories, exciting stories, and pretty much everything in between. But some stories literally rose above the rest, at least in terms of how many times you guys, the viewers, clicked on them when they popped up on your phone or on your tablet or when you searched AtlantaNewsFirst.com. My name is Alan Devlin. Thanks for joining me here for this year's Top Stories. It's one of our most clicked stories in 2023. The employer paid his employee over $1,000 all in pennies, but not just pennies, oily pennies. And it was meant to be the employee's last payday, but after that story went viral, the former employee got an even bigger payday. Probably $1,000 worth of pennies and a little love note. It's the video that went viral. Thousands of pennies soaked in oil and dumped at the home of a former employee of Miles Walker, who owns AOK Walker Luxury Auto Shop in Peachtree City. I'm done. I'm not going back. Andreas Flotten used to work at the car shop, but resigned in 2021, citing a toxic work environment. He was promised a final paycheck, but didn't get it until weeks later, when a wheelbarrow full of 90,000 pennies ended up outside of his front door. He got paid. That's all that matters. He's a weenie for even bringing it up. Walker wasn't happy when we started asking questions. Then in 2022, the U.S. Department of Labor announced they were suing Walker for thousands in employee back pay. If an employee contacts our office, um, it, you know, because they have a concern about how they're being compensated, um, they have they have protections under the law that they cannot be retaliated against or discriminated against. Atlanta News First obtained a copy of a court ruling which states Walker must now pay almost $40,000 in back wages and damages to Lawton and eight other former employees. The document also says Walker must remove all photographs and references to Mr. Flotton from the internet. And honestly, that's a story that caught my attention as well. I mean, a wheelbarrow full of pennies. Come on now, imagine if that was your final paycheck, thousands of dollars there. After years of push and pull so far, that back and forth remains quiet. This next story continues to shock me to this day. A man claimed that he had his own house stolen from him while he was still in it. Yeah, it sounds weird, but basically he got foreclosed on and then the deed to his home was awarded to someone else. He says fraudulently obtained ownership. How did this happen? And could this happen to you? Investigative reporter Sierra Cummings walks us through it. I only owed him a few dollars. Nothing brings a light to this Ellenwood home quite like Eric Clark. Uh, paperwork back and forward. He's been the owner of the DeKalb County property for 20 years. Okay. Until now. He said that he was the new owner. Littered on the table, documents detailed the dilemma. July 2022, a real estate agent left a letter on Eric's front door stating this property has been foreclosed and purchased by Ace Homes LLC call to discuss. Records appear to show he took out a second mortgage loan on the home. He never made payments, forcing it to default, leading to the foreclosure. But Eric never paid it because he says it was not him, claiming the second mortgage loan has his signature forged. I've never had a second mortgage, just the bottom line. And I'm no fool, you know, I, I know right from wrong. Eric filed multiple DeKalb County police reports alleging this 
is fraud. The 56-year-old described to police, quote, fake documents to steal his house, citing the realtor, Mehboob Omar, wrongfully has the deed to his home. Well, I've been stressed out. I had to speak to a psychiatrist. I was just, just lost in the shuffle. Right now in DeKalb State Court, he's in a legal fight. It's not his only battle. Put your mask on. Kidney failure. Due to a bad bout of COVID, Eric requires dialysis three times a week. But I mean, it beats dying, so anything beats dying. A DeKalb County judge issued this in the sick father's case. Claim of wrongful foreclosure is not a defense to dispossessory proceeding, meaning even if Eric believes there was fraud, if he does not pay the rent to the new homeowner, they have the right to evict him while he's fighting a civil case. The retiree is not alone. My house literally was stolen. Fair housing advocate John Fisher told Atlanta City Council in a September 5th meeting He's uncertain how, but someone wrongfully obtained the deed to his home, too, saying there are hundreds of similar but unrelated cases, all a part of a pattern. The issue is out of control. Across the metro. They're creating documents that do not exist in the forms of a foreclosure deed or a power of the deed in the process without any proof. Do you feel helpless in those kind of situations? We really do. Douglas County Clerk of Superior and State Court, Annetta Danley-Stembridge. Our hands are really tied. Under current Georgia law, clerks like Stembridge cannot require IDs from people when they come into the clerk's office to file deeds, liens, or any other type of property paperwork. We cannot question what people file. So it's the honor system. Simply put, anyone can file documents on your home as long as the paper appears to be legitimate and filled out. We have to accept it. Steinbridge recalls times families show up to the office only to learn their home is no longer theirs. It is a horrible feeling and just to see, you know, the looks on their faces and, you know, like that's that whole family's inheritance, you know, gone down the drain. It's why some Georgia clerks want state law to change, require identification to file any property paperwork. You use it to get the legit sort of documents under fictitious identities. However, even mandating IDs cannot be the only solution. Uh, we're talking about fake driver licenses, we're talking about fake birth certificates, fake social security cards, uh, utility bills. Georgia State cybersecurity expert Dr. David Mammon this is California driver license. gave us a virtual tour of the dark web. The quality of fraudulent documents is so high, Mammon explains about 98% of the time, alleged scammers get away with producing, selling, buying, and submitting false records. The very sophisticated supply chain, it's fairly easy to do. The effects are hard for the once homeowners turned tenants. Eric Clark, who must now pay $2,409 in rent or leave his 20-year residence. It's, it's painful and it's embarrassing more than anything to go out here to be my age and have to try to start over something. You know, that's, that's painful. And the moral of the story here, of course, is to keep your documents and your paperwork and your ducks all in a row because you never know when something like this could happen. And speaking of this story, we've got investigative reporter Sierra Cummings joining us now. Sierra, 
Thanks for being here. Pleasure to have you on board. Me and my dad watched this story when it originally aired, and I think we were just as shocked as everybody else. He's a Georgia homeowner now for the past 30 years or so. Is this something that can just happen to anybody? Yeah, I mean, if you own your home or you own your condo, you've got to be the owner of the property. I mean, just like you and your father, I called my mom, my grandparents. I'm like, you need to register your property in your state, in your county, and make sure you know what's going on. It's unfortunate for Eric Clark. He's been in the home for 20 years, as we said in this story. And really, the only thing that he can do right now is fight the case in court. But one thing that we told our homeowners who were watching the story is that sign up your property. It doesn't stop the fraud, but it kind of gets you ahead of it. As soon as somebody files paperwork against your home, you are immediately alerted. We've got all that information on WANF.com, and it really is an important resource, resource because if you get too far along in the process, there's very little that can be done. All right. Well, we're going to hope that Clark gets it handled and squared away and that this story and Sierra, your information keeps all of our Georgia homeowners who are watching and listening right now safe. Sierra, thank you. Thanks. Coming up, he weighs how much? A three-digit number tied to the former president. Has our viewers scratching their heads? Donald Trump makes the top list, but not for the reason you think. So one of the biggest stories of the year was when Donald Trump was arrested here in Fulton County for election interference dating back to the last campaign. But this is Atlanta News first most click, not most significant. And that story didn't make the list that I've got right here on my screen. What did, however, is that three digit number that popped up on the scale when the former president was booked. When former President Donald Trump was booked into the Fulton County jail, the booking sheet recorded the former president's height and weight, six feet, three inches, and 215 pounds. The internet wasn't buying it. Comparing Mr. Trump to other famous figures, especially athletes, whose statistics are often listed publicly online, one comparison, Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Kenny Pickett is six foot three, 220 pounds. And actor Chris Hemsworth was 6'3 and 220 pounds when he played Thor in the classic Marvel films. It is important to note that experts agree this was very likely a self-reported number. Another story that many of you just had to see impacted pretty much all of us here in Georgia. You might remember back over the summer, a wide range of brand new laws actually went into effect from safety to crime fighting to medical care. And believe it or not, some of them were sparked by the Atlanta News First team. The Street Gang Terrorism and Prevention Act increases the minimum penalties for anyone who violates Georgia gang laws. Anyone convicted of recruiting a minor into a gang must serve a 10-year sentence under the new law. And the work of our investigative team also led to Senate Bill 133 becoming law. They found the Division of Family and Children's Services was housing teens in its offices for weeks or even months. Now the law requires courts to consider the resources available and what's needed for a child before they think about putting them in state custody.
Another new law will extend regulations from Georgia's 2005 Smoke-Free Air Act to include anyone caught vaping. So that means anywhere you cannot smoke cigarettes, you now cannot vape. That's any public indoor space with some exceptions, including places like 18 and up bars or that have designated smoking areas. Vaping in restricted areas is now a misdemeanor punishable by a fine. The Safe Schools Act requires Georgia classrooms to conduct intruder alert drills and to create school safety plans, and schools must report those actions to the Georgia Emergency Management Agency. Parents can opt their children out of the drills. The bill also creates training for teachers to identify gang members in the classroom. The Safer Hospitals Act increases the penalties for assault and battery of health care workers on the job and allows hospitals to create their own police forces, similar to campus police departments at colleges and universities. And these laws remain in effect today. No surprise that that's one of our most clicked stories. This next story took off as soon as it aired, no pun intended, and many of you raced to our website for more information. Brendan Keith spent weeks at the Atlanta airport to follow undercover officers who would randomly search passengers and then confiscate hundreds, sometimes thousands of dollars in cash from their bags and pockets that they were legally allowed to carry. And it's still happening right now at Hartsfield-Jackson. Hiding in plain sight at the busiest airport in the world. Drug agents walk the concourses blending in by dressing just like passengers. This is a DEA task force officer scanning passengers boarding a flight for Los Angeles. There's another. How do we know who they are? Because we use the same tactics to investigate them after several passengers said they were targeted for warrantless searches at the gate or on the jet bridge. I'm a random search guy. So he says, so those white folks, and I'm the random search. Hollywood actor Jean Ellie was stopped by Clayton County officers while boarding a flight to LA. Were you here in Atlanta? Yep. How long were you here? Doesn't matter. Why are you asking me all these same questions? Check my bag, do what you gotta do with him so I can get out of here, please. The narcotics officers didn't find anything but kept asking questions of the Emmy winning actor. When you purchase your ticket. Don't worry about it, man. Just put the call. Check my bag so I can get out of here, please. I just got you. Thank you. That whole thing is just so humiliating. Like, who thinks this is a, a, a proper way to treat anyone? Tabari Sturdivant is an Atlanta-based film director who was also flying to L.A. when agents stopped him at the departure gate. All my life, I pride myself on being an upstanding citizen, and you still do this to me. I'm clean, like, I'll comply, but, like, why, why me? Drug agents searched Tabari's bags in the boarding area in front of other passengers, some recording on their phones. I'm thinking more about, you know, making this plain that I'm even thinking about my rights at this point. Is that part of their strategy, you think? I think it's 100 percent. Records show that DEA and local police rarely find any drugs or make arrests during what they call cold consent searches at the gate. I see the finish line to get on the plane. Everybody knows that feeling of getting, uh, you know, right at the door or getting on the jetway when you get blindsided. I'm like, man, I got to get on this flight. And they were like, if you let us do our job, we'll get, I'll make sure you get on your flight. So I'm like, oh, do what you got to do. They didn't find anything suspicious in Tabari's bag. So what were they looking for? He just is like, are you high? Are you, have you smoked? Do you have any drugs in this bag? Do you have any money? 
the DEA and other drug agents are seizing millions of dollars from departing passengers at Hartsfield-Jackson, mostly from flights to LA, even though it's completely legal to travel domestically with any amount of cash. We found dozens of cases in Atlanta's federal court, USA v. some amount of currency. That's right, in most cases, they don't arrest the passenger. They arrest their money, even when no drugs are found. The probable cause statements show that the cash is administratively forfeited as drug money if the passenger can't prove on the spot that their money is innocent. You're either going to sign a consent form saying that you're allowing us to search them, okay. or I'm going to detain them, run my dog on it, and get a search form. Feel free to search the bag, sir. Are you willing to sign a consent form? Yes, I will sign a consent form. Feel free to search my bags. In this 2015 Department of Justice report, the Office of Inspector General told the DEA it should stop using a troubling technique, causing passengers to believe a voluntary search is a mandatory TSA secondary inspection. Eight years later, we found DEA agents at Atlanta's airport using similar methods. We need different TSA, man. People just like give us a little more time to make it. He this approached me and he asked me for my ID. He didn't state who he was, he just asked me for ID. And I thought he was a, a Delta agent. He had airport credentials on. And so I, I gave it to him immediately. I thought this was how I was gonna get on the plane or something, I don't know. The drug agents may be in plain clothes, but they're not undercover. This is Sergeant David Fikes. He and his canine Bane are still all over the Brookhaven Police Facebook page. Since Fikes was assigned to the DEA task force at the airport last year, records show he's been involved in seizing more than a million dollars in cash. His police department has received a 9% cut of that money, more than $100,000, even though Brookhaven PD is nowhere near the airport. If we have the ability to walk up to, say, Officer Fikes or to any one of these agents in the airport, what would you like us to ask them? How would you feel if somebody did this to you? How would you feel? So with all that information, maybe think twice about heading to the airport with wads of cash on hand. Our Investigate's team is following up on this story as legislators actually continue to work to make this practice illegal. Money, 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 it's all about the Benjamins. Who doesn't like money, right? Obviously, very few people aren't on board with this next most click story of 2023. We all remember this year, this summer, when Governor Brian Kemp surprised us all with a little bit of extra cash in our wallets thanks to a surplus in the Georgia economy. There was some very happy taxpayers earlier this year when the first round of surplus tax refund checks were sent out to Georgia filers it allowed for an additional refund of income taxes from 2021. You have to have paid and filed taxes for the prior two years to be eligible. Payments were anywhere from $250 to $500. So 2023 happens to be the second year in a row that Governor Kemp has given us that refund. Hopefully, two in a row quickly turns to three in a row. And last but certainly not least, the request to respectfully close out a tremendous American legacy. Our final most clicked story of 2023 was when a Georgia peanut farmer in his final days asked a Scranton, Pennsylvania man to give his eulogy. Biden says the 39th president asked him to deliver final words after his passing. The president and former president have known each other for decades now. Biden was actually serving his first term in the Senate when he endorsed Carter for the Democratic presidential nomination 
That was back in 1976. Carter later returned the favor when he endorsed Biden in 2020, an election that Biden would win. Currently, President Carter is the oldest living U.S. president in history. And nine months later, former President Jimmy Carter remains in hospice care alongside his wife, Rosalind, down in their Plains, Georgia home. And believe it or not, that's the list. Crazy what people are going to click on these days. All of those stories significant in their own way. Now, the year is almost over, but maybe we'll have another story that will pop up on our list. Right now, all of these stories and so many others are available on AtlantaNewsFirst.com and across all of our social media platforms. So if you want to see any of them again or anything else that we've done this year, go ahead and head straight to our website. Thanks for joining us here for Top Stories of 2023, the most clicked, the most viral, and everything in between. I'm Alan Devlin. You guys have a great evening.